What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Jack of All Trades. I am your host, Jacqueline Renee, aka Black Jacks, Jackie Two Necklaces, Chopper Die Jacks, if you know me like that. Uh, okay. All right. We're back with the review crew finally getting off the ground. We're going to cover Married at First Sight, Love and Marriage Huntsville, and The Bell Collective. Not going to do full recaps of every show. There's obviously been plenty of episodes. And if you're here, you already know what's going down. So we're going to rank the cast members, give our top three and our bottom three from every show. So think about who yours are and let's get into it. Welcome to the review crew. Um, We are going to talk about a few different shows, but we're not going to do a true review recap like go back through scene by scene because if you're tuned in you probably saw it but I want to kind of do more of like a ranking of the cast members and talk about who you know who's at the top of the the list for the cast for a few shows and then who's like down at the bottom who are we over who are we fed up with in terms of their behavior or how they are, you know, presenting themselves. And we can start right. We can start right away and put Chris at under the dirt. Okay. Okay. Well, let's introduce the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about Married at First Sight, Bell Collective and Love in Marriage Huntsville. Okay. So let's start with married at first sight sounds like you're ready to you know jump right into that one and so give me your top three cast members for the show we can do individuals right because there's quite a few couples quite a few people so you can do individuals or if there is a couple that you just really feel like they shine together you can put them in the top and then bottom three um people on the that are a part of the cast and tell me about why I feel so sorry for Paige because I now that we're watching the train wreck in action I feel like the only reason that she's continuing to meet with Chris is because she's obligated like they have a contract so they still have to do the show you know and okay, wait. are you going to do your top three and bottom three <laughs> So, okay, top, there's no one at the top on this Married at First Sight. Uh, Let's go Amani and what's my dude? Amani and Woodrow from last season. (laughs) I'm about to say, who are these people? Amani and Woodrow from last season. That's the top. I didn't watch last season, so. (laughs) There's no one at the top this season. It's just, I like, um, I don't know her, I don't you know, I don't remember names, but the pilot and the drunk girl. Oh gosh, Eric and I Virginia. think they'll make it because you know, if she if she really wants to be married, they'll make it. Okay. Um, not so sure. Well, then at the bottom, of course, I have um, Chris alone. Chris okay. alone is at the very bottom. Okay. Okay. All right. We can just go full speed ahead now. <laughs> go full speed. With Paige, I think that she's just obligated and she needs a friend. 
Mm. You would not let that. You would not let me continue to like drive into the train wreck that she's literally driving into. You wouldn't. You wouldn't let me do that. I struggle with Paige at this point because I don't believe that she is even seeking any sort of advice from anybody else. Like she has, at this point, she is now accepting what's happening and yes, maybe fulfilling a contract, but she also is choosing to stay in this mess, even when she is telling us, oh, it's no longer serving me. Okay, well then you shouldn't be taking any more calls from him you honestly right. should just be off of the show and let it be what yeah. it is right and I, I agree with that i think that the only reason why both of them actually both of them are continuing to show up even if he shows up late he has to he he's under obligation to come to the recordings and that's the only way that that's the only reason we're seeing them still is because they're under contract. And that's why I would be done with it because I would yeah. refuse to contribute to this man making one more raggedy red cent. Right. <laughs> Me too. Because girl, um, when he showed up whis- whispering in my mother, ew, he whenever he got close to me. Okay. Right. Because first of all, his, uh, they have production. Production should have got his luggage. That shit wouldn't have been in my car. It, if it had to be in my car, it would have been on the side of the road. <laughs> How you gonna leave me and go? What you're married? Oh, we going together? Or we? Uh, it's not happening. Right. Right. Everything. Oh, no, she can't put shit in her car. Maybe that shit would have been somewhere else. Every not with me. Everything that happened after the honeymoon. It just would not have existed. I it just, would not have happened. Because at all. him going to Chicago was a sign that he wasn't committed. And every, exactly. everything that she found out right there at the end of that Vegas trip was enough, should have been enough for you to yeah. say, the next best decision for me is to walk away from this clean, right? Make a clean break. Yes, yes. So that, completely. Don't that, take this bullshit into my real life. Yes, just go back home and unfortunately right but start over try again or you know pivot to something else but don't take this back home with you there was no reason to come back and so-called move into our house together you knew that wasn't going to work right so child it's just i would have they would have had to uh release me from that contract because it it was under false pretenses yep and he would never have had nothing else to say to me. You couldn't. You can't say nothing else to me after that. He really is so disrespectful. It's just on another level. <laughs> and for her to continue to accept the disrespect is just is what puts it, you know, to the next level. Right, and and that's what's frustrating the most now that we got this far into the season. So. Right. Where are your friends, girl? Do you have any friends? No, she doesn't because at the wedding, he kept talking about his ex-fiance. Go be with that bitch. Yeah, those friends that were there, I would have probably doubled down, but I think it's hard, right? Because everybody signs up to be a part of this experience and I would not be surprised if they spend a lot of time telling them, like, you have to give it a chance. Everything that happens, you have to give it a chance. So 
if you're the friend that comes to this, but you're the negative Nancy, then you automatically are looked at as somebody who's not giving it a chance. It's true. And you can see, because I saw at least one friend that looked like she would have checked Chris it had it been different circumstances. Yeah. But, you know, given the fact that, oh, everybody's brand new, but there's just some of the things he did say, even then, it was like, I would have been like, these are all really bad red flags yeah. for... Really bad red flags from day one. Yeah. So, I don't know, but, yeah, obviously none of them have showed up. And that's the thing, too, right? Even the fact that you all got married, but there were so many moments where family was supposed to be integrated back into the the show and the process, and they never came back. Yeah, that's true. Right? She went to a brunch with his family, and they just seemed even weirder then, but he never went to any dinner with her family. Yeah, and looking back, you're right though. Right? It was like, he couldn't. They, but you know, the thing about it too is, you know, TV is for entertainment, and the show, the production of the show, is exactly that. They want us to be entertained, and it's very unfortunate that it's at pages. Um, it's you know, she's the sacrificial lamb in this situation. Yeah. Well, I think the other couples. Um, what's the what's the New York guy? What's his name? New York guy. I don't know who that is. Oh, you talking about Vincent? Is it Vince? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Vincent and Brianna. Vincent and Brianna. Okay, I like them. I think he has um some idiosyncrasies to get through. He expects Mm -hmm. something of a woman that is like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He expects her to be what he expects. Like he doesn't want anything outside of what he expects, but he's learning to accept her for the woman she is. So I really like them to start. I think they were really strong. I think they had a really great connection. I've liked a lot of what I've seen from them, but I do feel like Brianna is a lot. Um, Oh, yeah. I think that anybody could be like, girl, if you don't dial it the fuck back, you know, like, like, there's, there is that, like, I'm not, I had to put that out there first, but I think there's, but at least we see it for what it is with her. With Yeah, and her mom said that too. Her mom said that. Yes, with when, when they uh, when they had the housewarming, right? With Vincent, though, what I feel is that he, like his family mentioned from day one, he lets things bubble and then explodes, and, right? And he needs to figure out how to deal with that. And I, I can't help but believe that comes from something that's very deep rooted. Where yeah, childhood, right. he has childhood issues. He, but I think he's working on them, though. I, I. I see that he is, you know, it's like the next day kind of thing, you know, like you, you do some shit and then the next day you like, damn, I shouldn't have did it. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's also, you know, something to not getting so immediately triggered and yeah. shutting down, you know, for the night, like, right. you know, just because somebody, you know, made a joke 
or kind of you know yeah. laughed at your expense you yep. have, I understand having a moment where you're like look I don't like that shit right and then trying to work through it, maybe giving somebody a chance to not repeat that mistake. Because I think it would have been something if this was like the third, fourth, fifth time that she's done this. And even then he does say like, I, he does feel like it's continuing to happen in small ways, you know, but right. ultimately I agree. Like you said, he always kind of seems to come back, you know, <laughs> come back to center, but like let's just not let's just work on not jumping there to begin with because to me it gives off very stereotypical you know Hispanic New York guy like yeah. you know like you said I don't want you to- he just needs therapy <laughs> I mean even just a little bit to help him right to not be set off so easily or even let small things bother him like it seems yeah, like his do. triggers are really. Like he wears his triggers on his sleeve. Yeah, right. There, and he's very sensitive with them. Like, yeah. But oh, but I think they'll make it though. I think they'll be fine. Um, if she, like you said, dials it down, she's gonna have to figure out how to deal with actually having an an A type man in her life. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who she doesn't have to tell what to do all the time. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like in some ways that's not really who he is. I think she, but for me, she gives off very. She's an alpha female, and he. And he's (laughs) not. He wants to run everything, right? But he's not an alpha male, so they need to figure out how to kind of meet in the middle and make all of that work. You're right, and be okay with it because they can. They really can make it. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll figure it out. Hopefully. Um. Okay, I want to go back to Paige and Chris because we didn't even wow. talk about Mercedes. <laughs> um, so I I appreciated the way that Paige held it together when they met with Mercedes. It seemed like in the end, you know, the women were on the same page. I appreciate that it didn't turn into any sort of, you know, beef or conflict in a in some quest to gain Chris's, you know, admiration. But for all of those reasons, that obviously means that Chris was disappointed in how things went. Very. That clown meme was it. Because he was sitting up there. First of all, she read him the riot act because she put his business out. And you know, from day one, he he doesn't like his business to be public knowledge. Mm -hmm. So he was pissed that she was like oh yeah I could have I thought I was pregnant too (laughs) well and that's where Chris to me is an idiot this is a television show so whether you were saving face for the moment or whatever it could have been you that secret would not have remained forever right you didn't tell Mercedes you were sleeping with Paige well just like you didn't tell you know all the people involved in this show that you were sleeping with Mercedes you exactly she got pregnant and fucked up that secret for you so you know i just i obviously can't stand him you know i would have tried to give him a chance but he has proven himself to be trash i'm trying to give him a chance too because from day one i mean at the wedding he's talking about his ex-fiance him and his daddy like i knew he wasn't her type. i knew she wasn't his type from the moment she walked in the door which I thought so and he 
Yeah. Say that again. No, yeah. Go go ahead. I'll get I'll get there in a second. <laughs> he was very specific about oh, if I'm not attracted to her immediately, then it's probably gonna be a problem, which also goes to production to me. It seems like they set this whole thing up for it to be a failure. Yeah, I didn't like that he kind of harped on that the whole time. I think that was kind of a a dog whistle, if you will, to say, like, yes. I only like exotic bitches. Right. But to me, honestly, though, when I saw Mercedes, I'm like, well, this is, for me at least, not someone I would confuse with being anything other than a Black woman. So I'm kind of still kind of at a loss as to what he was being so specific about. But I think now we know, or at least for me, I'm going to take that as you being um, you trying to let us know that if nothing else, you didn't want no dark bitch. Right. Yep. Colorism right. comes in. The colorism jumped and, out. <laughs> yeah, because that's the only thing about it is that you are, you are exactly right because that's the only difference. The only difference. Right. I mean, is they that were, she's darker. Yeah, they were damn near the same height, same body, like what's really different the skin tone and that was it and i mean the way that mercedes probably wears her hair straight all the time whatever but you know there wasn't that much difference so that just let me know that in chris's mind you kind of you have to pass the brown paper bag test you know but he is also so confused in his own mind like he don't know what he want girl right the child can't figure out left from right because in reality, Paige, like he kept on saying, he kept saying it on paper. Yes. Well, first of all, on paper, you cannot stand up to her. Right. Sit your ass down, first of all. <laughs> and second, you, he, he can't, I, you know, I honestly think that he needs to do some self-searching to figure out who he is because he does not know. He don't know what he want. He don't know what he want to be. Only thing he knows he want to get his dick with, right? And then to 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 wrap it up with him again, back with this conversation with Mercedes, I agree with everything you just said because when we see that that conversation didn't go the way that he would have hoped, he immediately yep. shut down and said, "Oh, I'm done with this conversation again." Right. Immediately, I'm surprised he didn't get up and walk out, girl, because that's what he does. He did. Remember? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. You know, that's where it's like, okay, well then remove yourself from all of these high stress, dramatic situations then and figure out what it is that you want and who you are. Yes. So anyways. Please figure it. Right. So And then, you know, he was talking about he's an entrepreneur and this is that and other. You know his um subway shop got foreclosed, like they shut it down. Yes. Not long after the season started. Right, exactly. Like so we've known that you've been a fraud from pretty much like episode two. Right. So just all out here fraudulent. Right. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I wanted to go to Eric and Virginia. So yes, that's my that's my couple who I'm talking about, the pilot and the drunk girl. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, I think they could make it but I don't see right now, at least, that things, you know, would be that great. Um, I just, once once you remove all the friends and all of this camera shit and all that, yeah, I just don't see that Virginia is ready to play wife full time. Right. 
Right. I think that especially with him being gone most of the time. Right. She's going to say, oh, well, for those two weeks or however long he said he would be gone for most of the time, she's going to start to fall into habits that she won't want to come out of just because you're back. Right. Exactly. And and he needs a woman like his mom. Right. Who is- Someone who's going to keep the house, mm-hmm. take care of the children, and just wait for you to come back home. Right. And I think that it's fair to say, you know, as she gets older, she might go towards that. But yeah, I also struggle because, okay, friend, like we know what it's like to be 27 talking about we partying four days out the week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, especially if these homies, these I say it, I sound like my dad, the homeboys are, you know as tight as with you as you say they are like are you really going to come out of this party girl mode or are you gonna no so i don't know it does to me it doesn't last if she's not willing to do that yeah no you're right um i i do think that she wants to try to do it Mm -hmm. but once they get in back into their actual real life and like i said he's gone for one week and her friends are like yeah we're over here doing beer pong (laughs) (laughs) she's on the way with the extra 12 pack (laughs) with the keg with the keg so and you know what I can't help but think like I didn't know a lot of you know sorority girls from Florida State you know I'm trying to think maybe I worked with one or two of them but I just see her being one of those girls where a lot of her sorority sisters and college friends started to get married and she's always participating in weddings and she's always a bridesmaid and she just didn't, she wanted to be in the mix. Right. She wanted to say, oh, well, I have, I have a wedding and a husband too. I think one thing about the process is that there are so many people you never think you're going to get chosen and then Mm -hmm. You get you get picked. That's <laughs> and it's like, oh, I was just playing. <laughs> that's a fair point too, right? I mean, she does seem like the type of girl that was like, I just want to, you know, have a fun moment and give it a go and see what happens. And then, yeah, she actually did get picked, and it's like, well, I'm not about to give up my real life now. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, man! And she talking about she gonna fall asleep on her homeboy couch, girl. I'm what? like, what I do? again i feel like we are probably the best representatives of having homeboys and couches that we could fall asleep on but if yes. if i have a husband first right. of all he's either going no way hell. he's either there with me so he can help me get in the car and get us home or i'm going home i'm going home baby I'm going home. First of all, I'm not going to leave my husband at home by himself. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> right. then what happens when he be like, oh, well, my homegirl came through and she stayed on exactly. my couch. Oh my God, girl. You know, you start opening up a lot when, again, when you get yes. to the point of being married yes. with it. Uh-uh. Because ain't no way. Ain't no, ain't, oh, hell no. Nah. Your girlfriend can barely even come over here and hang out, let alone sleep on my damn couch. Yeah. And I, then if I'm not home, oh, hell no. 
I just <laughs> so she's not ready. Right. And and it's like maybe you can grow with him, but you also have to be ready right to do it, right? You need to be willing and ready to try. Your mind your mindset has to be willing to move forward in a way that is conducive to marriage. And her mindset is not. Right. Even if her body is, which it ain't, her mindset definitely is not. That's the thing, too. She just isn't, also isn't giving off, like, I just want to be a one-man one woman. I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't want to put right. that on her. Right? Because it's not like we've seen her out here flirting with other guys or anything. But she's just still so ready to go. Right? The party yeah. is still in her. And I just... Yes. I don't want her you know, to mess it up because she just signed up to do something that she really wasn't ready to do. Right. That's, that's all it is to it at the end of the day. She just wasn't ready to be married. And I don't know what she thought was going to happen because most of the people even on the cast are in their mid-30s. No, they're not actually. And I noticed that and I felt like they should be. Both younger. She is 27. Haley is 27 or 28. The women are younger. All the women are younger, yes. And then Chris is probably the youngest guy, I think. Oh, trash. Acts it, right? And then right. Um, Ryan, I'm not sure how old Ryan is, but I know that Eric is 34, but he acts old because he's been married before. Mm-hmm. Jacob is the oldest. Now, Jake, let's talk about this. Jacob, he says he's 38. But when he starts reminiscing, he's giving 41. <laughs> he got all people memories. <laughs> right? I mean, he'd be like, oh, back in the 80s, like, he was there. And I'm like, if you're 38... He did his research, girl. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm not convinced. I think he's lying. I think he's lying. I think he's lying. Yeah, he just did his research. Clearly. He I mean cuz and the, even the panels in his house weren't so extravagant that it was just like I'm living in the 80s. He just You're right. He just likes the 80s. You, he does his research. Yeah, you're right. They weren't as extravagant. And the other thing, too, that makes me think he's older is all his friends. His friends was all, like, 45. <laughs> I told you. Oh, in, in my only. I don't. But it'd be like that, you know, when you have older friends. You're right. I do have a few older friends, but he, yeah, it's just the way that he comes off, like, and even. Yeah, he presents himself as much older yes. than he says he is. Some of the things that he said, I was like, sir, you were you were born in 79 like stop right ain't no me. way <laughs> but i don't know but that Haley though that Haley, she she's another one i i would agree like you said with virginia she she signed up for this shit and she didn't think she would get picked right yeah clearly because I mean, I don't know if it's Eric's personality that is off-putting to her or if she's just not ready because for me, her personality, she hasn't done the 
look, shadow work to be able to <laughs> be with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because she's like, she up here like, yeah, I mean, you know, I like him on the first day. Okay, I like him today and tomorrow, get the fuck away from me. Like, yeah, bro, come on now. If you're going to be with him, you got to, and that's his, that's his whole gripe. I don't know who you're going to be tomorrow. <laughs> so right. you got you to gotta give him a little leeway and let him un- get to know you. But damn, girl, I mean, give him a chance to get to know you. Right. She like, ooh, I don't know. I don't like him today. <laughs> Child, there ain't much there. But let's take a break and yeah. come back and let's move on to one of the other ones. I think we yes. we know what it is with Married at First Sight. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on to Love and Marriage Huntsville. Um, because I think we can kind of play by the, the game that I set up here to rank the mm-hmm. cast a little bit better. Oh. <laughs> so, again. Okay. okay, okay. Let's put Martell at the bottom first. Oh, <laughs> Martell. Um, Marceau is quickly behind him. I mean, you know, we're going top to bottom. Marceau, I mean, bottom then Marceau um I love Tisha I just think that Tisha want to be a wife and now that she's on TV she want to be much more um Melanie is not my favorite Melody oh (laughs) it's not my favorite so I'm gonna put her down there with um, Marceau and Martel so she number three at the bottom (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, um, Kimmy and Maurice I like them cause Kimmy don't take no shit and she gonna tell you just how it is straight off the cuff okay <laughs> and uh, what, what, what's um, mama name <laughs> oh god Wanda <laughs> Wanda is my number one favorite because oh, Wanda god. Get- <laughs> oh my god oh. Wanda is a hot mess. A hot mess. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well. <laughs> we have opposites. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would absolutely put Martel at the bottom, but I'm going to start from the top because I'm not going okay. to give him all that energy. Right. Um, for me right now, number one, is is Melody because if I had to deal with the bullshit that Ooh. she's dealing with on camera, yeah, I would be handling it differently. And I applaud her every step of the way right now. Mm-hmm. I think that really goes back to what we always talk about. Don't bring your broken marriage on TV. Their marriage was broken when they first started this show. Yeah, it was, but he was clearly now we see he was so um reliant upon melody not telling other people about the fact yeah. that things were going mm-hmm. on yep keeping everything in house mm-hmm. and now that she's not doing that he is so he feels so betrayed by it yes he does but, <laughs> right like, bro, you started this shit and exactly. i'm gonna finish it 
every step of the way. So just the way she's handling it, the way she's showing yeah. up, the way she's you know, right. reaffirming the children, trying to get their perspectives. Yeah. You know, it's I appreciate it too. Yeah, it's still all happening on TV, which sucks, but hey, I think also at the end of the day, there's a in a lot of ways, this is this can be a, a diary to show yeah. who put in what effort. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So as much as he talks about, I'm so involved in my children's lives. Right. Like, well, they, where are you in this divorce? Where are you when you're breaking up their happy home? Right. You know. Right. Will they look back and hear you say that and agree with it? Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, that's the type of thing that I think of. But Melody, my number one right now, and okay, sis is in the studio. You know, she's got new new passions and things to do yeah you know she's she's always moving and shaking and i really really like her without martel me too just not being identified with them being this power Mm -hmm. couple that is railroading Mm -hmm. everything and everybody um you know just i i like it where they are not this unit that causes like negativity or yeah bullies people together I appreciate because that's true. You're very right about that part where she she's been able to build her own identity outside of him, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, he doesn't like that at all, right? Because when they sat down at the table and he's like, "I did this, I did this, I did that. You did everything, boo. Okay, thank you, bye." <laughs> right, and it's like his whole this whole smear campaign that he's been on this back half of this season or whatever yes girl that's narcissist yeah that is typical narcissistic behavior to be able to take the onus off of yourself because you know you full of shit right that's all he's doing and then i found a good quote let me pull it up it was on <laughs> it was on the the book of faces and i was like oh this just screams martel holt <laughs> A narcissist mindset in a nutshell. That didn't happen. And if it did, it wasn't that bad. And if it was, it's not a big deal. And if it is, it's not my fault. And if it is, I didn't mean to do it. And if I did, you made me do it. It's a never ending cycle of pushing the blame onto everyone else but themselves and always Mm -hmm. playing the victim card. Yep. Literally what he does every episode. Right. And people have to realize those traits in a person immediately. Like those are those are the red flags. Mm-hmm. Those are literally the red flags. When someone does that, you drop their ass because you they you can't deal with a person like that. They are always going to continue to do that. Not only in your life, but I mean it's, it starts in their life too. It starts in their life, right? So. And I see it as them always being in competition with everyone who's not everyone, everybody, their parents, the whole world, the children, the best children, everything, anybody, they call, right? They in competition with inanimate objects, like it's it's a whole competition. Life is a competition, right? And because if anything or anyone doesn't work in their favor, it's always the other's fault. Right. It's somebody else's fault. Everything is somebody else's fault because it personal responsibility is not a thing. Right. So okay, but back to okay, so Melody is my number one because she's mm-hmm. dealt with that shit. Mm-hmm. My number two this season is Kimmy. Um mm-hmm. Kimmy is always, always so poised. Yes, yeah, she is. Always gives very 
eloquence and articulate responses and ex- yes, explanations and you know just statements about anything that's going on Re- and does not play the fiddle do not play with me right regardless, I love her. regardless of what Tisha or anybody says she doesn't right. take sides and yep. yep I can even appreciate how like she's come along and uh, revisited a friendship with Destiny and so they're on a the, a better mm-hmm. page like she's one of the right. few people that actually had some sort of conflict with one person and mm-hmm. resolved it and they're moving forward yeah and like you said you know know, she's she's not taking this shit with tisha and wanda and even the whole idea of putting their homes on the 47 acres and all living oh yes she like "Uh -uh." (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to live with y'all bye y'all 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 need to come to my house (laughs) right and she says it i appreciate that she says it the first time right she doesn't say oh well that sounds you know that might be okay and gives mixed messages she doesn't do that Mm -hmm. she's a very straight shooter right i I appreciate that about her too i that that's why she's they're my number one yeah as a couple actually because not only does she not take shit in her own life she don't take shit from maurice and right. Maurice respects her for that. Right. You know, he respects her for that. And he they they are able to both stay in their own lanes and be a couple. You're, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I I guess I'll let them be a couple because Maurice, he's <laughs> he's just not doing much. So I was kinda like, meh. But honestly, that's probably beneficial right now. So as a couple, I think they stand nicely, you know, as a part of the right. case. I mean, because you have to remember Maurice is also in law school right now. Well, he just so... graduated. Okay, he finished school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. He finished he finished law school. He doesn't have much of a storyline. The storyline actually lies between Marceau and Martel. Right, for for this current moment, right? For this piece mm-hmm. of the season. So, yeah. so there's that. My number 3 at the top, and this is surprising even me, <laughs> is Marceau. I <laughs> I am liking Marceau for this back half of the second season because he is bringing sound perspective. Yes, he does. He's offering advice that makes sense. He He's also someone who's not really trying to take anybody's shit, including yeah. Miss Wanda's. Um, and I can't even appreciate where he, you know, tried to like accept Martel's apology and is opening himself up a little bit more to revisiting <laughs> that friendship. But he also is not going to, you know, be led to be a fool about it or anything right and for everything that they've said you know about marceau apparently being in them streets guess what like he must be discreet with his shit yes because baby teacher said ain't nobody never came to my door with no bullshit like that so i ain't never known my man to cheat nobody came to their door nobody has been on social media this age of social media right will let you know some shit quick so His hoes quiet. They he quiet? keep them paid off. They pay. Baby, he got NBA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so whatever that means, right, for their reality at the end of the day, he continues to not have her out here looking stupid. So I, right. I have applauded him this season. I have particularly applauded him for letting Letitia know when she is, you know, pulling yes. shit. But he always mom. does that. But, and in the past, it's been too much. Yeah, it, yeah, it's okay, felt okay. Very, 
right? It's felt very condescending and chauvinistic. Yeah, very chauvinistic, but mm-hmm. because the the nature of the conversations this time are more around like how the dynamic is between yeah. Tisha your and your mom, right, and our <laughs> friends. I like that he's being real with her about that shit. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did tell one little white lie about Kimmy agreeing that this, that whatever she said was wrong or that she was somewhat rude. I think when she didn't or the way she greeted Miss Wanda, he said something that Kimmy did not say. He told Tisha like, yeah, Kimmy agreed. And she did not agree. But right. beyond that, just the role that he's playing as a cast member so far this season I'm not mad at it and that's come a long way from where he's been my bottom three Miss Wanda because she she had all the way bottom okay Martell no so all the way bottom is Martell like just gonna leave that where it is I don't yeah no we don't need to acknowledge him anymore right (laughs) second to him for me is Tisha I'm I'm done I'm over it Um, me too she just she has positioned herself to look like like you said yes she wants like to just, right she wanted to be a wife but now that they're on tv and for me more importantly now that she is juxtaposed you know like against or um in opposition to male yep she wants to feel like she you hit that nail on the head right now right oh well i gotta bring my a game since mm-hmm. I, I gotta be in competition with Melody Holt so now I got a yeah. podcast and I got a brand and I'm doing mm-hmm. events and all this shit <laughs> and it's like at the end yeah. of the day I won't say you're not passionate about it but I feel that a lot of what she has taken on is because she wanted to look like she was doing a lot like the other yeah. women on the show yeah sometimes you just gotta know when to stay in your lane And I feel like she is really getting out of her, not even her comfort zone, because it's okay to jump out of your comfort zone and do something new, but really you just, you just doing stuff because other people doing it. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's okay to just be who you are and it's okay if you are a wife and that's what you are. It's okay. You don't have to like go out and get new ventures because other people are doing it. If you want to do them, like you said, that's where the passion comes in where you don't even, you know, you, you see that she's just doing it because other people are doing it. Right. Right. So if you ain't got no passion for it, girl, drop it. You do not have to do all that. And we're let the storyline be around you and your husband, and your children. It, you don't have to be doing all the other stuff. And your mama, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Right, that's where I was going next. Like we're also seeing that everything that you're doing is revealing that you are fucking Wanda Junior. <laughs> <laughs> like because Wanda, so she's also in the bottom three for me. So it's Wanda, then Tisha, then Martell. So Wanda and Tisha, though, they about neck and neck. Because we're mm-hmm. seeing that y'all are, gosh, let me not say that because that's just rude. <laughs> y'all are two women that clearly, you know, born and raised in Alabama, very southern, um, and you probably are very used to a certain way of life, having a certain type of personality. Miss Wanda is used to being that person that can say whatever she wants and mm-hmm. when she wants. Yeah, but. <clears throat> What we're seeing, to me, is we're seeing that Letitia was always that kid that was probably getting teased for not having great diction when she speaks. Mm -hmm. Her mama that doesn't have great diction would come and try to defend her because 
you know, what could she teach her if she didn't know it? And she has turned that into a lifestyle over the years. I'm going to protect my daughter by any means. I will fight the case. By any means. By any means. And so, to me, for me, it's not even that she doesn't have great diction because, I mean, yeah, she, she has talked about how she struggles with being able to speak publicly. However, I think there are more deep-rooted issues between Wanda and Tisha because, like you said, Wanda is like a whirlwind, like a damn... She's a she tornado. is a helicopter parent before a helicopter parent. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like she needs to be present, ever-present in Tisha's life. And it's like, girl, this this is a whole grown-ass woman with multiple children and a husband. Girl. Right. Step back. <laughs> right. Let, let let her rule her own life, and then we'll this show is up ridiculous. Saying I have and cause trouble basically with everybody. She has had beef with almost everybody yes. else: Marceau, Martel, Melody, Kimmy, pretty much everybody. everybody. Else she comes and then she feels like she can say whatever she wants. Right. And her defense is always, "Well, y'all aren't going to treat my daughter any kind of way." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're a grown ass woman. Go find your own friends. Go find other things to do. Right. And then many times it ain't even got nothing to do with Tisha. And you up here right. all in other people's business. You just up, you just all in other people's business. It ain't got nothing to do with you, girl. Right. Step back. Get out of this. Uh-uh. They need to um they oh, I don't know what they're gonna do with her because oh she a piece of work. Well, that's right. That's the thing. They're not gonna get rid of her because to your earlier point, the show wants to portray television right wants to entertain so she is entertainment she is a reason to tune in week after week but yeah uh, unfortunate girl (laughs) there's just gotta be a better way yeah because i mean like i said earlier it's a train wreck and you actually watching it happen like you watching two trains she she is both of the trains (laughs) head and dead dead to each other like about to read she is both of the trains, right because she's always coming and going so in either direction and then again i don't want to spend too much time on him so we can move Mm -hmm. on to the collective but martel you know i think the the frustrating part to me was watching him explain to his mother you know how much things are done and once again using this excuse that melody was cheating as well and you're going to run that that bullshit excuse into the ground, but it's clearly not going to change the fact that your family is done because you yeah. are the one that stepped out and now have somebody pregnant and your mom is right. clearly so thoroughly disappointed that she's in right. tears on the show. Yeah. Like you yeah. you can't you can't keep excusing this away by saying, "Well, Melody did, well Melody said, well Melody did." Mm-hmm. You know, you are the one that laid down with another woman and and had a child with got her pregnant so it's just i think on one hand this is probably one of the most authentic type of storylines i've seen in terms of someone getting a divorce and seeing it play out on tv but then on the other hand it's just this is sad it's tragic yeah it's sad because like you said earlier you know you can't even well we, we when we're talking about the children you say oh how involved you are with them and you don't file for uh full custody but you can't focus on your children because you got too much drama going on in your life right children don't need all that 
You have too much going on. You need to focus on getting your shit together. Because that's what Mel- Melanie. Melody. 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 Mel. That's what Melody is doing. Right. That's what she's doing. She getting her shit together. And you know, that's one thing too about women in general. Once we, like, once you separate from the man, you know, once you actually are able to find your own identity like she's doing now, because, you know, they've been together for a long time. Yeah. So she literally has to find herself. But, so she's been able to do that in the, context, in the context of actually having children too, and she's making it work. I appreciate that about her. Right, and that's why I would say she's my number one, because to yeah. me, it seems like she has always been able to do that in terms of finding mm-hmm. a way to have um, a, an identity of her own right even over time then when they started they were a couple yes but it was more like they were a power couple because yeah. she had an identity of her own and let's be clear right. it was because yeah. of what she had everything that martel has done it seems he's only done it with her or maybe mm-hmm. with the scots but i don't know how much you know martel is really carrying and able to um cultivate on his own right now and he said it right. Well, oh, it I'm, is I'm, to be seen. Yeah, right. Um, he said his he was gonna hit hop, He said he was gonna hit rock bottom. And honestly, mm-hmm. your your girlfriend being a nurse really doesn't do shit for you. When at the end of the day, uh, who knows if you are really in a place that you're gonna try to establish something with her? Right. So that's true. So I'm just like, yeah. It's and hold on, and she will be she would be a plum fool to try to establish anything with him because girl you get them how you you lose them how you get them you feel me and child (laughs) the internet is saying otherwise that she is a plum fool then because if she if she is willing to get with i mean like establish her life with the man who she knows has been cheating on his wife for the last however many years you've been with him alone we need to talk about nobody else. Right. You've been with him that long. And you know he been cheating on his wife that long. Why would you why would you set yourself up for failure like that? Right. Why would you, you get think, pregnant? You think you different? Right. Girl. I mean and, and you're gonna be and you're gonna be the wife and he's gonna have a new side piece or multiple side pieces. Girl, don't do yourself like that. You won't even make it to wife. Exactly. You're gonna be girlfriend forever because you already established yourself as such. Right. Right. You didn't have to get a ring or any type of recognition. You didn't even need respect to have this baby. You didn't even need respect. <laughs> Girl, you got me speaking in tones over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up with them on that one and we'll, yeah. we'll come back and um, do the Bell Collective. <laughs> All right, girl. Let's see what the uh, Bell Collective is hitting for. Okay, so rank the cast. Top three, bottom three. Tell me why with our lovely Mm. ladies out of Jackson, Mississippi. Lord, okay. I'm going to start with Tambra. I'm going to put her at number three on the bottom because her voice is so annoying. And (laughs) I just... And I can't believe she's on the radio, but you know, I don't know. She just annoys me. Um, number one at my top is hold on, I don't got nobody at the top. Number two at the top is gonna be um, what's her name? The hair, 
Latrice. Latrice. I like her. Mm-hmm. She takes care of her business, even though her man is like definitely at the bottom on my list. <laughs> oh, Zaddy. Oh. And she and she continuously call him that, like, girl, no, get what is that man? <laughs> Chad. Cliff. Cliff. Okay. Cliff is <laughs> Cliff wanna be so bad. I don't know. He he apparently he got some money from somewhere, but he wanna be so bad. I don't know what he wanna be, but he definitely wanna be. Uh, um Marie, I'm I just feel sad for Marie. Because the way that she acts in, in in life, the way that she acts outside of her home, is a direct reflection of what's happening in her house. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put Marie right in the middle just because I feel sad for her because she is going through so much at home and she really literally has to handle it all alone. Mm. Um, on this show, I really don't have nobody at the bottom. September with her annoying voice. What's a, what's her name? Who wanna uh do the street? Letitia. Letitia. She. I feel sad for her too, because <laughs> it's just too many people that wanna be on this show. These these people wanna be so bad. They done gave them a show and they all wanna be. Uh, the dentist. I like her. And I kind of identify with her, you know, as she's moving on to bigger and better things. And now she's in a place of fear. But on that last show, the way she uh, showed her ass when they, she was like, y'all need to stay out of it. <laughs> when she was like, acting like she ain't had no damn sense before she started crying about her feeling like she might not succeed before Girl. she started I'm just over here shaking my head and rolling my eyes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just like, first of all, don't let them people see get you on camera acting like that. Do that off camera, girl. Don't do that on TV. This is a nationally televised show. <laughs> 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 he was in Jackson, Mississippi, girl. Calm it down. Calm it down. So, I would say my top three, Latrice is my top because I I definitely have come to admire her drive for her business. She is yes. so focused on yes, she is. talking about her business and mm-hmm. doing things that are actionable towards her business on this yes. program. She will skip a brunch. She will skip yes. a, a trivial meeting. Mm-hmm. And the next time you will see her, she will be doing something business related. And she got hair and vending machines. Boo, don't play with me. Right. I love her professional take on this whole thing. Um, I don't love Zaddy. I'm not really really here for Zaddy. But somehow they're making it work for now. But I do think that, like she told us, you know, her daddy issues are pretty deep-seated and Mm deep-rooted. So that's why she has him. But I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, in the next five to ten years for her. Right, right. Because um, in a minute, he's going to be too old for her. Right. He already taking her ass around now. Yeah, I think that's 
yeah it'll be interesting um because something you know dare i say you don't see very often i i just i'd be curious to know if she'd want to have kids with him oh you know because it's very easy for us to look at a situation where a woman is getting older and it's like oh does he want to have yeah. a, have kids with that woman or is he gonna be you know willing uh-huh. to try and gamble versus just getting a younger woman i think in her case she might want a younger man to have some kids with but yeah i don't know um because again the daddy issues they, she might be like nope this is this is right you know, who i've been riding with and who's fulfilling you know what i need so but i mean well, who's to say she even wants children you're right you know? you're right she's grinding but she's my top one um mm-hmm. Number two, honestly, is her assistant. <laughs> um, I can't remember her name right now, but uh-huh. I love the way that she has inserted herself into every one of these episodes uh-huh. and and been a very positive, bubbly, you know, vibrant yeah. energy. Like, you know, she's she doesn't want the beef. She she wants everybody to have a good time. She wants everybody to feel elevated and all uh-huh. that. You know, she it feels I don't know what it is, but it really feels like she hopped out of the Real Housewives of Atlanta cast and like got some tidbits and said, let me go over here and make sure these Jackson girls is doing good. Like, yes. All right, girls, like we're going to have a good time at this brunch, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I like her. She feels familiar. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that the way that she and Latrice and their whole team works together is, is great. Yeah. Um, number three on the top i would say oh okay it's antoinette but i'm telling you she's falling fast yeah um i also Mm -hmm. appreciate that she's got her dental practice and that she seems to have a lot of drive to want to be successful and kind of do things that are purpose-driven but i just don't like how she's a little bit delusional hanging out with white women that act like they don't come from racist lineage yeah um, and I Ooh, don't have yeah. the patience to sit with any white people and explain to them why they mm-hmm. cannot center themselves when conversations are being had amongst black people. Yeah. Like, I was like, nah, you doing too much with that because that just, I'm not playing those games, but, um, you know, other than that, I, I do like what she's got going on. And I just want her to be real with herself. You know, don't make any more decisions like marry a white man, but say you don't want biracial kids. Like, Mm -hmm. um, right. That's, that's, uh, that's one. You hit the nail on the head again. Um, She, she, she lives in a delusional world. You know, she lives in a world that's not actually in front of her. Mm -hmm. Even though, that one time she was like, you're the one who said you haven't experienced colorism in this whole world, but she's, she still kind of exists in a place where it's like unrealistic. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that she has allowed a white woman to come into the mix in her, in her being unrealistic and for her to, I mean, she's trying to, it feels like she's trying to like train her to be black. Right, or train her to be, you know, an ally, and it's like let's let's be real. So it's like she doesn't want to be an ally, right? <laughs> like, clearly, and I, I I shouldn't say that. She, she just want to be your friend, right. and that's fine. You can have her as your friend, and she doesn't have to be an ally. You know, you just she just your friend. You don't have to bring her into black spaces, right? And I should say this: if she wants to be an ally, 
the way that you are trying to get her to go about it, it's moving too fast. I always have said, yeah, Antoinette should have went to the Black History Museum with KKKK line <laughs> instead of Letitia, right? Because let her go in there, read some shit, yeah. observe it, mm-hmm. watch the videos, absorb right. it. This is what you need to be. Take it in. <laughs> Then leave the brunches for you mm-hmm. and the black professionals. And then right. you and Kaylon can come together and create something that mm-hmm. is diverse for the city when it comes to young professionals. Yes. You know, if that's your homie yes. like that. But if you want her to learn and you want her to mm-hmm. become an ally, start somewhere where it makes sense for her. Don't throw her into a situation where people are trying to be vulnerable and share their real mm-hmm. life experiences and she got the nerve to be getting up, walking out crying. Especially not with Marie, honey. Cause baby, when you when you got too much going on in your own life, you be ready to cut somebody with your tongue, girl. So <laughs> speaking of, let's get to the bottom. My bottom three for at least this far. Mm-hmm. But, so first on my bottom three is Letitia. Um, I've struggled with her. Um, no, dang, why she on the first? Why she first on the bottom three? Well, okay, I need to come up with a better way of how this looks visually, but. And I want to retract that anyway. So <laughs> at the Damn, you just said it. You want to retract it already? I do because Tambra <laughs> is right there. Because Tambra's kind of in the middle for me. Tambra okay. and Antoinette could easily, you know, flip or flop yeah. depending on what's going on. So Tambra, right. aka baby Kathy Hughes, because I know a good radio voice when I hear it. <laughs> my god like tambra you cannot be serious right now like i think we all know that when you're on the radio you gotta have your voice you know carried a certain way you Mm -hmm. you gotta have a consistent sound all that type of shit but she just won't turn it off and i understand even this idea of keeping it on because you're in front of cameras but Mm -hmm. when will we get to know the real tambra right if exactly if, the only time i think that we actually got a a, a visual of her, who she really is, is when she visited her parents yes mm-hmm. that's the only time i i didn't mind that that interaction with her otherwise girl oh right even with the with the boyfriend or the guy she's dating mm-hmm. it's it's still very much like, is this what you were giving him? Because now I see right. why the career was always such a palpable, you know, issue. It's, yeah. it's right there. He was always dealing with, what did he say? Are you Tambra or Tambra Cherie? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I don't yeah. know. I, I hope the best for her, but it does feel like she is so much of a character instead of, you know, just who she is authentically. Right. She just... right. Where's that persona all the time? But yeah. Um, then next would be a little bit closer to the bottom is Letitia. Um, mm-hmm. Letitia upset me probably episode two or three because mm-hmm. she kept trying to tell these people about Ferris Street, but she was trying to do it through a brunch and right. her brunches kept getting disrupted. So. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand why you wouldn't invite viable investors or business mm-hmm. owners and then give them context and information ahead of time so that they can come and ask questions, 
right and get a little bit more deeply involved in the project instead of saying let's open up with some affirmations and let's uh-huh. i'm a strong black woman and you got non-black women in the room and <laughs> marie is there like there's <laughs> a lot of things that always allowed it to get derailed and the focus taken away from the business and yeah like this is dumb like i don't understand why you're not reading the room if this isn't working right i think that the thing about the show in itself is the the basis was Ferris Street. Yeah. The, the reason they actually, I mean, the the premise is Ferris Street. And so she's using Ferris Street as a platform to kind of quote unquote elevate her brand, but mm-hmm. her brand is not being elevated by these dumbass brunches. I mean, right. girl why would you get these same people why would you try to get these same people together continuously like ain't nobody else at your branches but these people who cause the issues I'm not gonna put my brand on the line on TV with drama <laughs> like well, no that was my thing though the first brunch that she had it seemed like there were at least another good 8 to 10 women there yeah, that, I did see different faces in that brunch, and that, but still, it didn't nothing happened there, right? And that's why I don't like I don't like the idea of a brunch scene in general on reality TV. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if particularly if there is some big message from a business perspective that you want to share, yeah, like it needs to be you need to have some powerpoints or some <laughs> yes, you know, a presentation, boo boo, where your presentation is, right? Because brunch is no longer a professional setting it's not it is a it's place not. for people to have champagne or mimosas and drinking kiki mm-hmm. and and good food and i ain't see no food at none of them brunches right and that was the the funny part that latrice and antoinette was talking about off rip like cold ass chicken and waffles <laughs> mediocre drinks and then even then you put a theme around it like wear your best bell costume or whatever girl if you don't tell these women to meet you at 8 30 down to the city hall or you know mm-hmm. at a convention center in a in conference room b so that you can give them information about getting this business started yeah because that's not what it's about it's, it's just theatrics right this is for theatrics and i and then on one hand i get it you want to have an entertaining yeah. show but on the other hand i think it was frustrating because it did feel like such a viable opportunity for yeah the idea is nice yeah but you ain't gonna get nowhere right playing around right. with no damn brunch exactly and you ain't got i mean you literally have nothing what a, what what is the what are you trying to get over like what is the message that you're trying to send because i have not you haven't even mentioned fair street at one of these brunches like you ain't even got an opportunity to do so i think she finally did it on the second one at the very end but it was still such an exploratory kind of conversation right like, right it's at the end if it's at the end of the drama then no one heard it thank you right <laughs> right so, so i just that's where mm-hmm. i am with her and then with her husband girl i don't know about you but i know um an i-10 nigga when i see one that nigga is from <laughs> baton rouge you know pensacola <laughs> Jacksonville, <laughs> Biloxi, Gulfport, uh, yeah. Beaumont, you know, I know uh-huh. one I see one. She uh-huh. he out there working on that boat or whatever and come back every two weeks or whatever, 
whatever, however much time, 28 days, two weeks. I don't know. Wait, is he a um is he a truck driver or no, he does. He's an offshore man. Okay. He, okay, so that's uh that's Marie husband who a truck driver. Um so he, yeah, because he be gone too. Oh girl, we'll get there in a second. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, let's that <laughs> But you know, yeah, I think Letitia's husband is an offshore man. Okay, so, okay. I know one of them dudes when I see one. And if he is off <laughs> offshore for weeks at a time, and when he comes back home, you are now so engulfed in this show that we are we pretend that you don't have time for him or whatever kind of scam they're trying to, uh-huh. you know, sell us to have a storyline as a couple. Right. I'm just not sold on it. Um, especially now that we know they've been together since high school. You know, y'all both cheated on each other, and I, the husband mentioned, you know, anything worth having is worth or it's worth fighting for. I'm like, it sounds like y'all have one of those, maybe not messy, but just like one of those relationships where you don't really want nothing to do with it because they're not gonna listen anyway. She's not gonna take, you know, anybody's advice. Nothing, yeah. nothing is going to change. And I say that yeah. even more so because for her to decide, oh, let's sit down and have a black love dinner and every couple in that room pretty much was not going to give you any good tips on black love girl i was just like you know what i don't know what kind of games y'all are playing but theatrics yeah it's all theatrics because first of all when 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 the therapist said couples that mean like go to dinner with another couple not have a damn round table what the like and pr- this is and probably again not one of these couples from this show right <laughs> like these are not nobody yeah. here latrice and zaddy i don't know like that's probably not a relationship you want to emulate um right and then the other two people showed up with dates girl oh my god i cannot believe marie and then it, oh girl oh yeah oh so let's that man that she brought with her just sloppy he was so sloppy and i'm like girl did you just like what did what did you find him she looked like she rolled past a bus stop and said oh he looks right it was like it's on (laughs) so let's just go ahead and move on over to marie yes lord so marie's at my bottom because she she is not dealing with whatever it is she has going on yeah the way she deals with her personal life is by lashing out in her public life like mm-hmm. she's everything that goes on in her house she's unable to take care of right she just cries about it she with she can take care of it financially yeah but emotionally nothing right I mean, it's something. It's something because it takes the it takes a, a, the weight off of the situation, but you know you still have to deal with it. You still have to deal with it, and she's not able to function in this situation. I mean, she's bringing in all these outside people to try to help her in her house. Well, I but it's like I think that it's where she's dealing with things financially, but because nothing is being dealt with emotionally that's where she starts to, you know, really kind of fall apart because mm-hmm. yeah, 
she is, for instance, right? She's paying for the livelihoods for her son, his Mm -hmm. three children under one, right? And their mothers, because they all have different mothers. And what he probably like 19, 20. He's like 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. And he's decided to go to school a few hours away instead of going mm-hmm. to school locally. Right. So, Which is his choice. That is his choice. Um, and it as his mother, she shouldn't take on so much of his burden. Exactly, right? That's what I think. Yeah, I would agree. If that's the choice that he decides to make, then everybody else has to live with that choice. I'm not going to fill yeah. in the gap because of right. his choice right and then, so exactly. and then clearly they had a situation where he exhibited his anger issues that i don't care what anybody says they come from her yep so yep but and she doesn't want to accept that so when they're right. sitting down and talking you know, about it she's crying like oh i'm doing my best right it's like no uh-huh. he gets this from you yeah and you know the way he exhibited, like the stuff that that she said he did. First of all, he need therapy, <laughs> and second of all, which is like the stuff she said. How does he not have it? You run a mental health facility, right? Exactly. Like, uh, and that's and that is one of those things. I thought about this earlier myself, but you know how you you know you take care of everything outside of your house, yeah, and your house just falls apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And that's that seems like what's happening in her life. And then she she put her red bottoms on the table so we can see her red bottoms. But baby, your house is like <laughs> literally crumbling. Right. So then there's also this husband, so called, that she's been with for 14 years, 12, 14 years. Uh-huh. And it sounds like their the relationship was never that great. Or he's been very right. in and out. He's cheated. They've gotten divorced and gotten back together. Or maybe separated, not divorced. But tumultuous nonetheless in 12 years, which the grand scheme of things isn't that long for marriage. It's it's a good amount of time, but yeah. Yeah. we know people that have been married 12 years at this point. So right. um and we know people who've been married for 12 years and they married still ain't shit. Right. <laughs> So it don't matter. Like time is not uh the the litmus True. test for your marriage, darling. True. Right. So then but I also feel like, Marie, how long you want to sit and play in my face and pretend like that little assistant friend of yours, that business partner, is not your girlfriend. I mean, y'all may have gotten away with it up until now, but this last episode, mm-hmm. she called you yep. her soulmate, ma'am. I don't know what more you want me to take away from that. <laughs> Girl, she about they about to move in together. Hey, don't you see this? Don't you see she is she put she put her husband out. She don't she don't pay this, they don't pay his beds together. <laughs> Thank okay. You. I'm like, what do you think I'm what do what do you want me to pretend I'm looking at? But personally, I don't want my business partner to I don't want my business partner to be my girlfriend. Sorry, but I don't like business pleasure relationships. And that's why I feel like there's a lot more pleasure going on in business. 
I just don't see I don't see bringing a business partner so closely into my personal life I see myself playing like my girlfriend not my girlfriend and then saying well let's open a business together so people can stop asking questions (laughs) that's what I think I'm looking at damn so I think she's got a lot going on where she's not being honest with herself um, and has not been and she has allowed for the money and her exterior to, you know, kind of try and cover up for it. Oh, if I keep a, a nice hairdo, keep my bodies together, yeah. you know, present very well, then that will disguise the fact that my son has anger issues and I'm covering up for them. My husband ain't shit and ain't never really been down with the family. And I have kids and grandchildren that I'm raising on my own while I'm sick. Uh-huh. So... Hell, that's too much for anybody. Therapy for all of them. Consistent therapy. But let me say this. Speaking of therapy, though, one thing that clicked for me last night that I don't like with these reality shows, kind of outside of Married at First Sight because it's intertwined, but I'm not feeling how they bring in these therapists and it just feels like it's for the moment. Like on Love and Marriage, Huntsville, I appreciated that they had the therapist the first season. I honestly wish we would see more of him. Or at least know that they're going to see him. (laughs) Uh But on Bell Collective, I'm just not liking this idea of like, oh yeah, let's go to this balance coach and just see what what she says. Like, I don't like that one-time shit. I don't know. Right. Because it's it's, it's really a pretty much false pretense. Like, therapy is not a one-time thing. Yeah, it's not a one-and-done. So You need to actually have a therapist. (laughs) That you're talking yeah. to on a regular basis. So, so yeah. But, I, okay. So, I guess that's it for this week. Um, sounds like you're moving on with your day. <laughs> I have to go pick my child up from work. Okay, that's fair. But, so, yeah, we'll be back more um, in the near future with more review crew and ranking the cast members. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks for joining. Bye. Have a good one. And that's it for another episode of Jack of All Trades. Thanks so much, as always, for tuning in. If you're into these shows and you want to talk about them, let me know. Hit me up. We can get you on and you can talk about your top three and your bottom three. Because I'm sure some of you all are passionate about some of these cast members like we are. So let me know. And until next time, remember... I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye, guys.